FM. I'm Roger, your host. I just can't wait to head dive right into it because today, oh my goodness, today I'm so happy. This is a really special moment. Today we're going to explore the beauties around the phenomenal event of the Italian Film Festival. So please, everybody, please take a moment. We're going to all raise our hands because in the booth today with me, we have programmer of VIF Year-Round at the Van City Theater, Tom Charity, and cultural director at the Italian Cultural Center, Giulio Recchioni. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful, thank you. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening. Mm, happy, happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Wonderful. Well, this is such a special moment for so many reasons, but you know what? Let's just cut to the chase. Let's just get right to it. We have an Italian film festival here in town, and it's happening, and it's kicking off tomorrow. Is that right? Correct. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Lovely. So this is the challenge, people. This is the challenge. In this moment of your lives, you might have plans. You might have so many things happening. But take a moment and come check one of these movies here because this festival is filled with love. So much love out there. And I want to ask you both first, before we get into Italian Film Festival, who are you guys? I am Giulio, uh, born and raised in Abruzzo in, Ita in Italy, and I've been living in Vancouver for the past uh, 12 years, and I'm working at the Italian Cultural Center, organizing all the cultural and social events. Wonderful. Grande Giulio with soothing voice. Lovely. Thank you for that. <laughs> Love it. And I'm, of course, I'm Tom. Tom. Tom Charity. I was born in England and moved to Vancouver in 2004, and have been working with VIF since uh, 2009 as the year-round programmer there. Mm, there goes Tom and uh, what an incredible duo what a combination here walking how many years have you guys been working together on the festival seven this is the seventh year we've been working together no yeah. way seven years yeah and it's always a pleasure to work with Tom I gotta say wow year after right, year it's right always back it's the best you, part of the year <laughs> wow guys seven years that's a long time that's really like even putting it in the scope of my life seven years it's a really long time and here it is you know that's the, that's the beauty there is a saying that says it's after seven years that you can, you can consider someone a friend you know so there you go I'll throw it in the book alternately there's the seven-year itch right when you're supposed to stray from the marriage or something <laughs> <laughs> so are you telling me something <laughs> <laughs> nice there you go there you go and you know for all the people listening out there you know of course never forget you're part of a community here and cooperative hugs you all the time 24 7 now for all the listeners out there who want to be able to join these events, let's throw some details through the mic. Why not? Why not? What's going on? What do we have tomorrow? What's happening tomorrow? So we're starting a seven days of... Uh packed week of Italian movies, both from the past and from the present. Um, there's going to be movies for every taste, from comedies to dramas to thriller. Um, so just come down and check for yourself. It's really a wonderful event. Beautiful, beautiful. So tomorrow night's the opening night and we got a gala screening. Uh, the opening film is called The Champion mm. and uh, it's a really accessible film. Uh, it's got humor. It's it's kind of an odd couple comedy, I would say, uh, about a, a kind of 20-something superstar footballer for Roma mm. uh, who's never graduated high school and his <laughs> ego is maybe uh, getting a little running away from him and uh, the, the owner of the team decides to put him in his place and decides that the way to do this is to get it get his high school diploma so he hires a tutor oh. to get him through his diploma and this middle-aged divorcee kind of sad guy knows nothing about soccer or football as we prefer to call it in Europe uh, <laughs> he get he signs on to, to teach this, this young kid the basics and uh, it's about their relationship which mm -hmm. uh, it's fair to say that the, the footballer is not super keen to study 
Mmm, there you go. What a pitch. What a premise right there, Tom. There you go. We should talk to the producers of this film and just connect the dots over here. There was a nice pitch right there. Good job, man. And, you know, something that uh, I want to throw out there to the people to get the tickets. Let's just get some details out, you know. Italian Film Festival, let's get, let's get to the website. And, of course, kicking off tomorrow on the 3rd. And uh, it's going to be over on the night. Is that correct? Yeah, on the night. Seven days. Yeah. Beautiful. Seven days. So, tickets are through the VIF website at vif.org. And we've got various kind of ticket packs that you can purchase if you want to come to more than one because there's what? How many films? 15? 16 uh, films? I think 16. 16 yeah. films this year uh, through the week. Mm. And uh, the opening gala uh, has a special ticket price because you also get a uh, delicious buffet. Mm-hmm. Courtesy of the Italian Cultural Center. And hey. some live music glass of wine of course it's a real it's an event red carpet event how could we not how could we not have that come on the gala and everything putting the whole love through the food through the company uh, phenomenal and uh, so the champion tomorrow what time uh, I think the, sh- the movie sh- opens uh, starts at 6, 7, but the, the reception, it's at 6. So perfect. it's from 6 to... Perfect, perfect. Oh, amazing. And just a shout out to the wonderful Corey Weeds, who will be playing uh, live music for during the reception. Oh, wonder- ah, you see? This is what makes these events special. There are people who actually sit down and put the love into making this happen, connecting the dots between all these different colors, you know, and then you saturate it all the way through. I love it. I love it. And here we are talking a little bit more about movies and because we talk movies all the time here in Room Tone Radio Show, I want to uh, throw a question in the booth as highlights for 2019 in film. Hey, I know that Tom is a cinephile here and uh, can explore the jungle of films very comfortably and I would love to hear from you uh, your highlights uh, about 2019 in film. So, we've just, we're just wrapping up tonight, actually, the, our Best of the Year series, which we do every year, and maybe not coincidentally, we're finishing with my favorite film of the year tonight, which is Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Oh. So you're not too late to see that on the big screen. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, have you seen it? Yes, I actually came to the Van City to watch it, and I have to say it was quite an experience. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that the target of the film and the message that, that uh, Martin was trying to deliver probably was on a different frequency. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 for, for a multitude like of reasons. <laughs> uh, let's say it kindly, you know, let's say it kindly, you know, let's say it kindly. Uh, but uh, that's probably because uh, there are some messages that uh, uh, get through different types of movies, you know. And, uh, so you're, you're too young and full of life. When you get to my age you'll understand the movie <laughs> that's that's a that's a great point and i pin that thought on that because i feel that that's why uh, s- uh, movies are so successful when you watch them uh, and you watch them different times in your life you just see different things and that's what you need you need a mirror that's clean that shines back on the values that very live glad within to know you that i'm also very young since i did not like that movie. The, oh, <laughs> you guys, you guys. but the, w- another of the films we showed in that best of series is almodovar's pain and glory mm. and in that film antonio banderas plays a filmmaker who sees a film he made 30 years previously for the first time in 30 years. Oh. And he says he's, he gets it now. He really he hated the lead actor's performance in his own film originally mm. and mm. is converted by revisiting the film. And, mm. and uh, somebody says to him, you know, the film didn't change, but your eyes changed. Mm, there you go. Mm. <laughs> okay, we're just getting to the juice right away. Right away. I love it. Juicy Juice are here uh, already 10 minutes in the interview. And uh, it's a moment, actually, that uh, it's been a while that uh, we are connecting the dots. It's been a trajectory. Because I remember... Um, having the pleasure of having you here, Tom, sitting in the same seat in February last year. And look at how time ticks so 
so quickly. Uh, pretty impressive. And uh, Julia, I want to hear from you about your highlights uh, in film uh, from 2019. Well, there's uh, two. One was a young director that made a wonderful movie. It's called V6A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Look that might Julia. have been in the Italian film oh festival my last goodness. year, wasn't it? Look at this cheese. <laughs> Juicy <laughs> juice. Who made that? Jokes aside. Jokes aside. Um, and I don't want to just praise what we do, but last year I had the opportunity to see for the first time the director's cut of uh, um, Once Upon a Time in America. Mm. And it's a movie I loved since I was a kid. And for the first time looking at that, uh, that version, I was able to actually understand everything in that movie mm. and after 37 years of life I'm like oh my god finally I understand everything in this movie mm. and it was a beautiful moment so it's not a current movie but that made definitely my highlight for wow us. I can see the theme of the uh, of the episode just arising coming from this uh, out from the surface and just transformation and change and it's, uh, it's also a really clever plug for once upon once upon a time in the west which well, we're showing in the festival this I just wanted to tell you my experience but <laughs> perfect yes, amazing amazing <laughs> We're tuned in. Let's go. Juicy Juice, let's get to it. And uh, uh, another uh, very interesting and fascinating piece of uh, uh, piece of information here is that uh, the Italian Film Festival. Now, how many years has it been going on? Exactly. It's been going seven years. Yeah, seven. We, we, oh. we were there from the beginning. From the beginning. So it's your kid. That's right. Wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. And in these seven years, can you share one memory, one shared memory that encapsulates the motion of this festival? Look at them exchanging this gaze. One memory, something from the heart. Yes, we can do that. Mm. <laughs> Please, Tom, show us out. <laughs> Jeez, Rogero. Um, I'll say this. Um, the thing that I love most dearly about this particular festival is that it's a mixture of the contemporary Italian cinema and classic Italian cinema. And it pretty much splits down the middle. So we've got about eight brand new films and eight old films and that that model has been there from the beginning we do lots of uh, national mini festivals through the year at, at Van City Theatre some of which we co-present like the Italian Film Festival some of which just come to us fully formed but this is the only one with with that model of celebrating new and old and I, I and that's the most precious thing to me about this festival and um, and Every year for seven years, we have shown a Fellini film as part of the festival. Mm. And this year, I think maybe we've got the, the best Fellini film. Mm. Uh, and as it happens, it's his centenary. The centenary of, his, centenary of Fellini's birth is January the 20th, 2020. Mm. Uh, and we're showing La Dolce Vita this year, twice. Mm. And it's 60 years since he made La Dolce Vita this year. So wow. that seems like doubly auspicious and uh, <laughs> and I think you know one one memory of the festival well we we had a spectacular uh, exhibition of drawings by Fellini I mm. forget what year that was maybe that year was two or three year. was it the first year yeah. wow yeah. look at so, you Tom is this how you analyze movies too wow <laughs> <laughs> I love it there and of course looking at the so the, the, the so many different colors that you explore uh, being at Van City and watching so many different movies uh, you also come along so much and uh, one question that I have is as a programmer there how do you keep the balance and how do you choose because as a programmer you're also DJ of culture in mm -hmm. some ways what is what do you prioritize what are the values that you celebrate the most when you program at the Van City well I mean both for the festival and and outside of the festival uh, what 
is important to me is to have a really diverse, eclectic, interesting, mixed slate, mm. so that it's not all one thing. Mm. Uh, so that this theatre is, it exists to offer an alternative to the mainstream commercial theatre that you get at the cineplex, the, the multiplexes. Mm. Uh, so we're not interested in showing those those big Hollywood films until they're like 50 years old, then we'll show them. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but we're interested in, in all different voices in celebrating Canadian film, independent film, documentary film, and film from all around the world. And in the context of the Italian Film Festival, um, we're showing comedies, we're showing dramas, we're showing uh, biopics, we're showing some documentary, and just to, just to have something for everyone as much as you can, and to say, you know, this is interesting, and if you find that interesting, well, maybe you should try some of this. Mm, and this is why Vancouver loves the Van City Theatre. There you go. This is why. And there is so much uh, good energy. Just stepping in even. You can just feel. You can just look at all those posters and feel, oh my goodness, there is a lot of love behind this place. And you can feel it for sure. And Giulio, I want to ask you about your story as an Italian yeah. coming here to Vancouver and then finding yourself in the midst of this culture and this trajectory as oh, Vancouver. Oh, it's, been, it's yeah. been wonderful. It's been uh, uh, quite an experience. Something that I slowly grew in. Um, so it's uh, really... A privilege to, as an external, because I wasn't part of this community 13 years ago, uh, kind of finding my space here and becoming um, sort of a known person. Yeah. Um, this in the Italian community is a, a point of reference for some people that uh, think of culture as a beautiful thing that needs to be enjoyed. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, a real privilege. Mm. A real privilege, yeah. Beautiful. And there is a saying around here that says that culture saves lives and in so many different ways and uh, that is really a hymn to truth, a hymn to the, to the beautiful uh, aspects of our life that uh, really, you know, we live, we live for art. And it's because of festivals like this that we can come together and enjoy that art collectively. So a big shout out to the Italian Film Festival and it's time to actually take a little break over here. And uh, I want to take this first break to celebrate, of course, uh, uh, Giacomo Puccini through Pavarotti singing uh, Nessun Dorma. So please, everybody, take a moment, uh, raise the volume because uh, this is going to be a little bit of a journey. And... Uh, Catch a breath. This is quite something. So everybody, let's go. Vincero, you know, a big victory for everybody. Let's go. Stop. 
There we go. There was Nessun Dorma, Pavarotti singing. Wow, what a track, guys. What the hell? How can we even speak after that? Yeah. Wow, what a, what, a, what, a, what a journey. Everybody, uh, there was Nessun Dorma, of course, composed by Giacomo Puccini. And here we go, back in the booth, Room Thunder Radio Show, talking movies because we love it. Giulio Recchioni and Tom Charity here. Let's just chat a little bit more about the Italian Film Festival happening. Uh, kicking off tomorrow all the way to the 9th. And I want to ask you both, what is the one movie you're really looking forward to watching this in this festival? Let's go, let's go, let's Ooh. go. Uh, one, one is hard. It's there are so <laughs> many, so no, many good two, ones. At least two. Yeah, I, I, so I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give two, but they both star Luca Marinelli. Hmm. Luca Marinelli was a, an actor that I discovered through the Italian Film Festival maybe three or four years ago with a movie called They Call Me Jeeg, where mm. he was the bad guy, he is, which is a very unusual Italian movie, They Call Me Jeeg, because it's a, like a superhero movie set in Rome, mm -hmm. um, and, and he was the arch-villain. And he blew me away in that film, and I thought, wow, this is a phenomenal talent. And in fact, he has gone on to become you know, a leading star, not only of Italian cinema, but, but rec recognized across Europe now, and I'm sure he's going to be a big star internationally in North America. Mm. And he has two films in this festival mm. um, Martin Eden which won a prize at the Venice Film Festival in the fall oh wow uh, and he's the lead in that uh, it's an adaptation of Jack London's novel but transposed to Italy in the first half of the 20th century oh wow and uh, that's a remarkable film very uh, it's about it's the story of, uh, of a would-be writer who mm. uh, is a working-class guy and uh, the love of his life and uh, the the journey that he goes through which mirrors the changes in Italy mm. through that time wow so that's genius so that's, that's a genius combination film. right there yeah. that's uh, that's quite impressive I'm sure that there are so many other films in the list uh, is there another one specifically you're looking and, and for? the other film that he's in is a, a film called Ricordi mm. Remember Yes, Ricordi, yes, yes. Um, which is a love story, uh, and it's like any other love story. It's like boy meets girl, uh, boy and girl fall in love, boy mm -hmm. loses girl. Except that this <laughs> film is, is entirely cut up chronologically, a bit like a Nicholas Rogue film, uh, in that every sequence has scenes from the beginning of their romance scenes from the height of their romance and the scenes from after their romance ah. kind of intermingled and ju juxtaposed uh, which is a remarkable piece of juggling in its mm -hmm. own right and I think it's a beautiful film I mean it, it really captures that emotional kind of evanescence of a love affair mm. um, and it really sticks with you I think Wow, Tom hand-picking words over here to describe these movies. We know we're in the right place. <laughs> Love it, Tom. Thank you for that little journey over there. And uh, Julio, what are you looking forward to for this festival? Uh, well, one I really, really enjoyed is Bangla. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's a light-hearted light movie. It's a, light, it's a romantic comedy. But it's seen through the eyes of a uh, son of, Itali of um, immigrants to Italy. Mm. So it has this dystopian... Uh, not dystopian, but unusual view from someone who's supposed to be Italian to mm -hmm. all effects, but it's not considered Italian mm. by Italians, nor by the law. So it's an um, interesting just a position of uh, uh, light themes and uh, something a little bit less light, so mm. to say. That's a great point, and I believe that that's a necessity sometimes. Imagine yeah. weight plus weight equals even more weight. Yeah, that yeah, balance yeah. and that, that, that game, right? Yeah, if you yeah. can place a whole bunch of weights on a feather, then you can take that feather everywhere. I, I bring the weight. Julio brings the lightness. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a beautiful works. dynamic in, uh, in the way we schedule He always wants more comedy. <laughs> because I work with Tom, and Tom is a serious movie critic, so 
He likes everything that is sad and black and white. Um, and uh, once, two years ago, he, he recommended a comedy to me. After almost being on the verge of tears for a year, um, um, an hour and a half, I said, where is the comedy in this movie? <laughs> so that's Tom. Uh, I'm more like, yeah, why don't we laugh a little bit? It's, mm. it's, it's cold outside. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I think that's why the, 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 the festival is so nicely balanced, because it's mm. a balance between... Uh, him and me and we have mm. diametrically opposed flavors in mm. movie taste in movie so yeah I, I do feel like I, I we should plug the traitor as well because well, we I, I, I was special I was event gonna with say the that traitor. yeah mm. I was gonna say that um, because there's also a movie I haven't seen yet so I'm really looking forward to it it was presented at Cannes this year so it's supposed mm. to be a wonderful movie by Imbellocchio and it's the traitor il traditore mm. which is the story of the very first uh, uh, mafia pentito oh. um, and it's a longer movie, but it's supposed to be a really wonderful movie. And we also have, are lucky enough to have uh, the new consul uh, of Italy, uh, Fabio Messineo, doing a presentation, doing a little introduction and a Q&A after the movie. So um, that's something I'm really looking forward wow. to. He was, he was really keen to do that. He was really because, keen to show uh, the movie because he's, he's from, from there, Sicily. from Sicily. Mm. So. And specifically also a Q&A after the movie. When do you get to have a Q&A with the console? Yeah, right. right. Wow, that's so... And this is where the line uh, becomes blurry and it's, uh, it's fascinating because you bring together so many different aspects of the city and you bring the community together and through film you can uh, get to explore a little bit better the leaders of this community of this city which is fascinating just really embedded in the community of the city wow well, great job I didn't know about that that's fascinating I'm looking forward to it and when, when is this happening? that's, that's Saturday night yeah. Saturday night yeah. wonderful what time? are there still tickets for that? There are still tickets. Beautiful. Uh, six o'clock. Just after six, six ten. Beautiful. So for tickets, oh my goodness, please, can we give a shout out for tickets? We have someone listening right now who wants to go to Italian Film Festival. I feel you are out there. How can you, he go or she go and get the tickets? Viff.org. Viff.org. Perfect. Just like that. Wonderful. You know what? We're going to put the link also in the description of this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's very simple to remember, but hey, if you can click on it and travel there, why not? Why not make it happen? And uh, from that, one more question for you guys. If you could uh, just click uh, on one movie and travel to that space, which one would it be? <laughs> hey. Once upon a time in the West. For ah. sure, <laughs> Damn, I would have said that too. <laughs> Monument Valley, yes. I, I visited Monument Valley a couple of years ago, and that's that's like a very special place, very mm. spiritual place. Mm. Very nice. And this is where we introduce the the deeper topics, and we're gonna get the chance to get the oxygen mask and go super deep later on with the Proust questionnaire. Uh, but for now, uh, I wanna keep the conversation on films because uh, films as a bridge from what we see here bridge into the invisible as well I remember listening to this beautiful quote the visible that leads us into the invisible and Tom as a programmer you yourself being immersed in movies I'd love to ask your number one film of all time? of all oh, time thank you for asking that mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number one <laughs> film of all time is a French film called Les Enfants du Paradis, Children mm. of Paradise. Mm. It was made during the war in occupied Paris, uh, and it was it's a lavish historical epic set in the 1830s um, in the Paris kind of theater world, um, and 
It's uh, directed by Marcel Carnet from a script by uh, Jacques Prévert, who was a surrealist poet. Mm. Uh, and it's a three-hour movie. Of wow. Black and white, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and it was con conceived almost as like the French answer to Gone with the Wind. Uh, so it's on that kind of scale. And they... Amazing that they could make this under those circumstances, and they had kind of Jewish artists working clandestinely on the movie, oh, and wow. they tried to to draw the shoot out as long as possible so that everybody had had jobs mm -hmm. through the occupation, uh, and and you see this film. Uh, it's such a timeless classic. It's such mm. a universal film with so much humor and love. Uh, it's a film that, I, if I had to choose one film to take with me to that desert island, that would be the one for mm, sure. I can see the love affair with the struggle of making films. And, and I saw that when I was uh, 16 mm. and, uh, and traveled by... by uh, scooter 16 miles to see it no uh, way through, through a rainstorm <laughs> i remember almost crashing into a van on the way <laughs> into the theater and it was a tiny little theater with like maybe 20 seats and there were maybe six of us watching this film and it was just in like the back room of our of our church hall uh and they had a heater in the corner of the room which was <laughs> making a racket all the way through this three-hour <laughs> movie and and yet i i fell in love with it that's the power of cinema mm. and i must have seen that film probably seven eight nine times since then and uh very precious to me. Mm, wonderful. What a story there. Huh? I, wow. I, I, I don't know why I could see Tom on his scooter <laughs> going to the film, you know, crashing into the van, you know, like <laughs> struggling for the film, you know. I can see that. I can see that a lot for sure. Julio, how about you? Number one film of all time. Wow, that's such an unfair question. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to have a much shorter answer than Tom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> much, much shorter. Uh, and I'm going to say most likely uh, La Grande Bellezza, The Great Beauty. Ah, yeah, I, wow. I really, really enjoy the movie. I must have seen it hundreds of times. Wow, interesting answer right yeah. there, man. Yeah. I'm wondering, uh, how come, what is the, the magic that drew, that drew you into the film? Well, one is the, the objective beauty of every single, single she scene. It's just, it's just looking at, like watching painting. It's just a beautiful, beautifully crafted movie with wonderful soundtrack. Mm. Um, and then I also like how um, the intimate conversation between the author and himself aging goes and uh, goes on during the movie and, and how he chooses what's important and mm. what's not important. I, I, I found a lot of meaning in that movie and mm. uh, I don't even know if it's there, but I find it anyways. Beautiful. So speaking of you know, the unseen, uh, yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah. It before, and I just I just really, really enjoyed that movie. Wow. Rogero, you're a film guy. I'm curious. What, what yeah, you what's yours? Say? Wow, films. Uh, the, the list is really long. Uh, definitely <laughs> one, one, one film. <laughs> one film, one film that uh, that spoke to me in many ways is Cloud Atlas, oh, and uh, okay. I feel that that movie uh, is just the, the the editing, the 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 structure of the story, the the meta and the metaphors that are planted across the films and the way everything is wrapped so well. That film, all the time I watch, just hits to a very precious place. And that's, that's the thing, I don't like love stories. And I don't necessarily believe that's a love story in itself, but it's a, it's a celebration of life and what it is and what it could be. And to me, that's powerful. That's powerful film. And another movie that, of course, in, 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 in uh, uh, resonance with that is called uh, Into the Wild. And that spoke to me because of so many different 
right? We yeah. talk about different movies because they speak to our values in the moment. And because in the past in my life, that definitely spoke to me. And so there is, there is definitely this theme, this thematic connected to the time, the timing where you experience one's stories, yeah. sometimes even more important than the story itself. And this really ties into the beauty of what we're doing with the Italian Film Festival in bringing these movies here in Vancouver right now. Imagine what people will come out of the theater with. Imagine how much there is planted behind these movies and this event. And that's why I'm so curious to see how the energy of the city will change after the Italian Film Festival. And uh, please, please, please join us uh, drinking some wine and, and, and eating some food and eating some emotions as well at the Italian yeah. Film Festival yeah, this year. I, I think it's important because... You know, we have this idea that films are constantly available to us. You can watch almost anything online, right? Mm. And, uh, through Netflix, whatever. And yet the theatrical kind of screening is such such a specific thing uh, that it gives it more meaning, I think. Mm. The fact that you've made a choice, you've elected to go out and dedicate your evening to it mm. and paid money for it, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, that in itself is a much more kind of active choice than just uh, scrolling through Netflix and a million choices and like, mm. oh, well, let's try this one. I think, if I, if I think of the movies that, that really have stuck with me, they're films that I've experienced on the big screen in that way. Mm. I, I think it's hard for, a, it's hard for a, a film that you're watching in the corner of the room there uh, and being distracted by your phone and all the rest of it um, to have that same impact. Mm, that's a great point, yeah, right, yeah. Julio? This is impressive because you think about these things, but you never really get to touch the thought until someone shares it this way. And this is really the power of having places like VIF, where people can just go and commit to the idea of a film. I'm going to commit and dedicate my time tonight to go watch a film in the theater. Not only to, of course, support the filmmakers or support the, the dynamics in the community and live this collectively, but also because I choose that my time is worth this movie. And exactly. this is the best thing that you can do because it's a gift to yourself. You show yourself love. And that's, that's what it's all about. It go, all goes down to love in one way or the other. If it's either a comedy or a black and white <laughs> drama, <laughs> it's always about love, getting the love out there. Wow. Beautiful. Giulio, yes. I'd love to ask if you can uh, just share a message in Italian to the Italian listeners right now. Riguardo al film, ma sì, un invito all'Italian Film Festival in italiano perché no? Buttiamo un po' di italiano. Il cinema italiano è una cosa meravigliosa, eh, quindi <ride> vi invito tutti quanti a venire a vedere il Festival Cinema Italiano di Vancouver che inizia questo venerdì. Ci sono film per tutti, ci sono, addirittura c'è anche una trilogia di gialli se vi piacciono mm. i film di, Mar di, di Bava o di Dario Argento. Eh, niente. You're losing Grazie. listeners by the droves. You know, <laughs> I'm switching off right now. <laughs> let's go back to English. Beautiful. Now. Let's go back to English. <laughs> Italiani, siete amati, siete parte di una comunità. Un abbraccio, un abbraccio grande. Wow, what a pleasure. And this is really the beauty of, of stations like this one too. That we get the chance to speak what we love about. This is, uh, this is a community that uh, really shares that love in so many different ways and it's all about telling stories the beautiful thing that i also noticed because it's part of the topic right we always talk about film but today you know still we're talking about film and nobody can see us so we talk about the most visual uh, medium yet nobody can see people can just listen to it and i feel that there is a lot of lack of judgment in that because people cannot see how sharp my nose is or stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> but in that note i'm curious to hear from tom about your experience in maybe listening to radio or podcast in comparison to watching movies and how those two have danced with each other what's a podcast hey <laughs> there you go there you go there you go 
Um, <laughs> told you, black and white mute movies. Yeah. Do you, do you listen to podcasts, Tom? <laughs> do you ever uh, listen to uh, pro podcasts about film critics or 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 do you, uh, do you ever? I, I, is that I, part I, of your world? It really isn't, and mm. as I understand it, they're basically radio shows that you can just listen to any time. Is that right? Probably yes. That's a good definition right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm a very 20th century guy. Mm. Um, <laughs> I still have CDs. In fact, I still have vinyl, mm. um, and lines and lines of DVDs and Blu-rays are all over my house, mm. and um, and I don't have time. Mm. I don't have time for podcasts. Mm. Um, I know people say, oh, well, when you walk to work or something, but I cycle into work. It takes me 10 minutes. It's like, that's not long enough for a podcast. <laughs> and I also want to hear the cars mm. before they run over me. That's, that's, we're, we're okay. We're going to put the foot on the clutch there, you know, slow it down a little bit, you know. I, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not prejudiced against your medium here. I just, I'm oh, just no, no. ignorant of it. No, I know, I know, I know. No, but uh, this is something that's very interesting to me because uh, the space of a conversation is created in so many different ways, which could be a film in the theater or could even be a conversation like this one. And uh, I'm always fascinated by all the different facets and layers that storytelling can embrace. And as we speak right here today, uh, we still celebrate something that's very uh, present uh, and just kicking off tomorrow so to me that's that's really valuable that we can talk about this and get the love out there in this way as well and I love how everything synchronizes and comes together because then we look at movies but some people might say ah instead of going to the movies I could just sit down and for example read a book or listen to something or whatever or listen to music you know and the thing that to me excites me the most that always keeps me going back to the experience of movies is that it's a collective experience yeah and on that note I would love to explore the most powerful collective experience you've had, Julio, when it comes to movies. The most powerful collective experience. Well, I don't want to... I've talked about this already, but your movie last year, that I thought was a wonderful example of collective experience. Mm. Not only for the theme of the movie itself, but also how the entire community you represented somehow came out and supported the movie mm -hmm. and was there offering free music, offering whatever they had uh, mm -hmm. to anybody who wanted to listen and be part of the experience. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a, a wonderful, wonderful way to bring together mm -hmm. communities that don't usually um, are together. Mm -hmm. So that was a very powerful thing that I experienced. Mm -hmm. I really so appreciate I, I these thank words. You I, for that. Thank you for that. I really appreciate these words. Really, you know, I, um, um, I don't know what to say in this position, you know, because this is something that um, when you feel you got to do something, you got to do it. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a dance between meaning and purpose, right? And meaning is a symbolic value. We can project that meaning onto the film or onto the story or onto life. But purpose is different. It comes from the sky because it's magnetism. Just like there is a plus and a minus in the world, then if there is a minus out there, you are that plus that has come to birth to compensate for that minus. It's magnetism. It's energy. So out there, people listening, man, come on. Let yourself be washed from purpose. Purpose showers your soul and you just embrace it. And, and, and I think that really brings that meaning into your life. Purpose brings meaning. And when you take responsibility, so much flows. And on that note, I'd love to ask Tom about your most uh, uh, memorable collective experience uh, programming movies at VIV I, I don't I there are so so many I don't <laughs> know where to take the question except I mean one way to take it would be to say it's often surprisingly perhaps the silence that that really strikes me if you if you have one of those special screenings where people have been blown away by the film and then they sit through the entire end credits and 
still sit there afterwards as the mm. lights come up. And I know, you know, I hate going to some multiplexes these days, and as soon as the last shot is over, the lights come up. Mm. And it just kills the film for me. <laughs> and we, we don't do that at Van City Theatre. Um, <laughs> and if we did, I would kill the projectionist. Um, but but to, to just experience that that occasion when an audience has just been awed and hushed by a movie uh, we showed The Shining a f- couple, the Kubrick film The Shining mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and, and people s- sat there I, s- I swear to God for the end credits are probably four minutes long and then they were sat there for another five minutes and didn't want to leave mm. and I was right there with them and I felt the same way or we showed wow. the, there's a Korean film called The Handmaiden mm. uh, which is a very erotic film very mm. erotic mm-hmm, film mm-hmm. and uh, we had a packed screening like every seat was taken mm-hmm. with this very you know typical art house audience of middle class mostly older people um, very respectable people and they watch this very sexy mm. art, art movie, uh, which climaxes with a lesbian love scene, <laughs> and which is extremely explicit. And and you could have heard a pin drop. It was very very funny. <laughs> and, and the lights came up, and everybody's kind of. Mm, so that comes to mind. I don't know interesting, why. interesting, interesting. Wow, that's that's powerful. The silence after the movie. Mm, that's 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 why we go to the theater. At the end of the day, we want that silence. We're all looking for that silence. We go to listen and watch. We go for the chaos so that we can reach the silence in some ways. That's very valuable. I love that point that you just that you just made. It's uh, quite fascinating thinking about it this way too. Uh, there are so many ways that we can think about it too, and mm. and and that's. That's, again, it's a celebration. Yeah, it's, a, it's a wonderful. The big screen, it's a going to the theater is a, is a def- different experience than, than what you can have in your house. Love that's it. For sure. that's love for it. Sure. Love it. And I think that this leads uh, again to our second break. Believe it or not, uh, this episode is running out real quick, people. Time just ticks and ticks and ticks, and it's time to take our second break. And uh, in this very moment, we're going to take a break with a little bit of a different track and a different song to celebrate. The Italian culture that travels through different cultures. So we're going to take a moment and uh, celebrate a, a song from you guys. I'm sure you guys have heard this before. So please uh, sing along if you're listening to this. Wherever you are, this is uh, the Gypsy Kings. Uh, they call it Volare. Uh, of course, Domenico Modugno has made the original version. And, uh, but today we're going to add a little more spice and celebrate Italian culture through different cultures. So please... Enjoy Volare by Gipsy Kings. I'll catch you later on Room Thunder Radio Show, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. Much love. Enjoy life and life will enjoy you. Catch you later. Ciao, ciao.
un sueño parecido no volverá más Y me pintaba en la mano la cara de azul Y de improviso en el viento rápido me llevó Here we are back on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Ruggiero, your host on Room Tone, the radio show, talking movies because we love it today in the booth. Tom Charity and Giulio Recchioni talking a little bit about the Italian Film Festival kicking off tomorrow and going for a whole week with Italian cinema. All for you, Vancouver, because Vancouver, we love you. And here we are in the booth. Guys, diggy, 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 dung, it's time for the Bruce questionnaire. <laughs> All right, we've been waiting for this moment for the whole episode. And, uh, yeah, we've been really looking forward to yes, this. Yes, <laughs> we are here and uh, we have to make this happen. We are about to share our love for life through the Proust Questionnaire. And Proust, French novelist, he took his time and wrote down 35 questions, believing that they could uh, dig down deep to discover someone's true essence. Of course, today we're going to pick five randomly and just get to know each other a little better. So first question of the Proust Questionnaire. Oh my goodness, let's go deep. We have the oxygen mask, we're ready to go down deep. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Mm. <laughs> we're going there guys we're going down deep let's I'm go I'm sure I answered that question in February and I wish I could remember what I said <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you we're gonna have to fish that thought back up again what is your idea of perfect happiness and people listening think about this changing stability oh there really yes say that again ever-changing stability Ooh. that's an incredible See, combination this of comes words. from someone who likes cheesy light-hearted movies <laughs> there you go Tom there you go <laughs> I love it I love it I love it wonderful that's a really interesting combination of, of words I wonder everlasting not ever-changing oh ever-changing oh that's, that's right that's right ever-changing so that's the thing ever-changing stability so what's the continuity what, what is it that needs to stay the same in, hey in I that? don't know Oh. I, I said whatever I need to know. I'm like a poet. You can ask me to explain <laughs> what I just said. I just said it. You take it and make it yours. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Ever changing. <laughs> hey, stability. Hey, that's uh, that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pin a thought to that. That's that's a good provocative thought. And Tom, Tom, your idea of perfect happiness. I'm gonna go the a different way. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be the light guy. Um, <laughs> So for New Year's, uh, we, my wife and I, we, we went to uh, a club, just a restaurant, just down down the road, mm -hmm. um, uh, Lana Luz, and mm -hmm. saw a band, two bands, mm. and got drunk. And, <laughs> and I gotta say, one of the, one of the most one of the things that I really love in life is experiencing music and the right level of alcohol where mm. I'm no longer inhibited <laughs> and I can go and, and dance to my heart's content and that 
that is one thing that I if it's a good gig often it's like the greatest gig that I've ever been to mm. if, the, if the alcohol level is right I love it and, I love it <laughs> so I'm gonna go with that look at Tom I love I love it you know uh, the, the different changes look at how they switch the role I love it man <laughs> this is this is how it is this is how it is and what's the music what's the music what's number one genre jazz what is it uh, Cuban where do, you, where do you go where do you go uh, I would say if I had to pick a genre it's probably jazz mm. but, but one artist would be Tom Waits Ooh, okay. It's been like almost the, I think the second album, LP, vinyl that I ever bought was the soundtrack to a movie called One from the Heart that Tom Waits composed and sang with Crystal Gale. And he's been a constant. That was when I was like 16, 17. And uh, he's, he's been my favorite artist ever since. And uh, seen him many times, both in London and, and here in Vancouver. And. Um, th there's just a poetry that he conveys not only through through his song but through his voice through mm. his whole persona that really speaks to me uh, mm. the, the kind of you know the, the broken down drunken bum in me mm. which you're just getting to know uh, <laughs> is definitely em embodied in Tom Waits wow Tom Waits there you go so we got a lot of jazz in the room right here beautiful beautiful and this leads us to the second question of the Proust questionnaire What do you consider your greatest achievement? Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la. Here we go. Deep question over here again. Do you want to start with this one, Tom? I know Tom's got something right there. Well, I mean, obviously, as a father of two, I have to say the mm. book that I wrote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, after, after my kids, I would say, I, I wrote a book about a filmmaker called John Cassavetes. Uh, mm -hmm. That's my proudest achievement, mm. for sure. And, and the, the reason is not so much that I'm super proud of what I wrote, but just that commitment. It was like a two-year project, uh, and it's extremely hard, I got to say. Anybody out there writing a book will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this, is, this is a hard thing to do, and John Cassavetes diving, diving deep into John Cassavetes was definitely the most rewarding thing that mm. uh, I've done in my life because he is such an inspirational figure, mm. um, an artist who who walked the talk uh, mm. he made films his own way he paid for he paid for his films with his own money so that mm. he didn't have to compromise mm. and uh, made them with his family made them with his friends mm -hmm. and um, uh, that's definitely the, the the one the one thing I would say uh, I didn't waste my time wonderful it really sounds like that journey deep into the career of a filmmaker is extremely rewarding the importance of diving deep and getting to know at least one at least one director from bottom to top mm -hmm. all the way through mm -hmm. this is quite fascinating because i find myself in that process right now actually studying uh, sean baker for a multitude of reasons mm. uh, and uh, i find that the journey becomes also very unpredictable you always discover things that you never expected and then you try to transpose and embrace those and, and explore them in context with your career as well which is uh, quite fascinating and understanding and choosing your trajectory as well and this uh, leads us back to the amazing Julio over here uh, with that wonderful mustache what do you consider your greatest achievement? Uh, well I have uh, two, I also doubled in writing a little bit Oh, uh, I, I do still do but some time ago in a country different than this one I was also published so there was Uh, a, a big thing for me mm. made me really really happy um, and then also being able to 
change continent and create a life here was mm. uh, something I cherish mm. uh, quite a bit. I consider that one of my biggest accomplishments. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And that leads us to the third question of the Proust questionnaire. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, <laughs> what would it be? Ah, I know we got some juicy juice over here. I know we got some juicy juice over here. What do we have here? Mm. Go for it, go for it. Um, Give me some juicy juice, Tom. Crikey. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I want to come back as a swallow. Oh. You know the bird? Wow, I do not know. How is, would that be translated in Italian? A swallow is like a really uh, f fast bird. When I was a kid, um, I used to live very close to my school, you know, elementary school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would walk home for lunch and walk back and so I most most kids would would be having dinner at school, lunch at school and so I would sit uh, out in the playground on a fence um, while the other kids were finishing their lunch and I would just watch as these swallows kind of dive bomb me because they're super swift and they they're eating flies from the air and um, and I loved that and mm. would like it would relish that kind of speed and mm. so I'm coming oh. back as a swallow nice love it and then that's a that's a another interesting answer right there Tom very good I, and I, I was also I was also gonna mention an animal so that's uh, beautiful that's, uh, but a crocodile <laughs> yeah typecast mamma mia I'm cro crocodile beautiful guys Oh my okay. god, I wonder, really? I wonder, have you why? ever seen one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, they're fantastic. Brain the size of a pea. No! So, so they don't think. And eating machines, <laughs> eating machines. What they do? They lay down in the sun or in the water. Crocodile <laughs> 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 doesn't care. Whoa. I love it. I love it. Wow, I love it. Wow, the juxtaposition. That's what it's all at. That's what it's all at. And this is taking us to the fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. We can ask this in this room. We can ask this. Let's go there. What is the quality you most like in a woman? Eccoci qua, eccoci qua. Attenzione. I see Giulio turning around, thinking, catching some thoughts, fishing some thoughts in the booth. I'm sure Tom here is ready to go. What you got there, Tom? Wow. Um, Why not? You know, courage. Oh, nice. And I think it takes a lot of courage to be a woman. Ooh. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's that thing about, um, they said about Ginger Rogers, that she had to do everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards in high heels. And, um, and I think it's true. Women, women have it much tougher than men. Uh, mm. Life is much harder for a woman, mm -hmm. I think, even mm -hmm. now. Uh, and so my hat is off to, to all women uh, mm. and there are certainly you know there are remarkable women in my life who um, who I really admire for the way that they embrace life and the way that they persevere and achieve things mm. and make their own way mm, beautiful Tom ready to go here wow yeah. so much depth and beauty here I'll have to agree with Tom the capacity of women going to go through life in a society that casts them as uh, somehow lesser mm. it's uh, without at the same time uh, lose their spirit or mm. their minds it's something that uh, everybody should uh, be aware of and mm -hmm. cherish mm, beautiful oh my goodness uh, it really feels uh, feels like you know every, all beauty needs a witness 
And as the woman is the beauty, we men are the witness of that beauty. And, and, and celebrating that and coming together for that is, uh, is probably one of the most fascinating journeys for sure. I love it. And that leads us to the fifth question of the Proust Questionnaire. We're at the end of this journey, this one-hour conversation, believe it or not. Last question of the Proust Questionnaire. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, where do we want to go, guys? I have something here. Just a little message for the people out there. What is your motto, your personal value, your motto? How do you get that out there? This is the time. We got some mics up in here. This is the time to make it happen. I had two in my life that I follow religiously. Mm. Per aspera ad astra. Mm. So through hardship towards the star. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is il dubbio è l'unica certezza. Doubt is the only certainty. Wow! How he spits it out in Italian. Vela, <laughs> grande il nostro Giulio. Mamma mia, love it, love it, love it. Tom, I see you there thinking a little bit. Huh, I see you there thinking that, a little Tom. bit. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to stick to English. Um. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Even though you speak French and I've heard you pronounce other, other movies. Uh, how many languages do you speak, by the way? French. French. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. We okay. can stick to English, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have a motto, but... Um, I was thinking about this the other day because of New Year, so I was, you know, the question comes up, resolutions and all that, and I, I don't have any resolutions this year, I have an irresolution, um, but I did, I did say when asked that, I said, well, uh, I'm going to do, try my best, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best, mm. and in the end, what else can you do, right? Mm. <laughs> well... That's right, and uh, hey, there, there, there is a lot to that, of course, you know, these words, these sentences, you can just play and dance around those in so many different ways, and I've been really surprised, uh, no, I wouldn't say surprised, but really well, well, I was, it was a pleasure to stay here in the booth and explore film and life uh, through this beautiful conversation with both of you, uh, dancing around the Italian Film Festival, and at the end of the day, we're here to throw an invitation and share our love of film through this beautiful festival happening and kicking off tomorrow for a whole week and uh, this is what brings people together and indeed we are here together celebrating film and life and our life through films Take it to VIF.org Take it to VIF.org There goes the call to action There goes to the call to action to VIF.org uh, Catch us there at the Italian Film Festival from 3rd to the 9th of January bringing some color and uh, Italianita uh, here to Vancouver so it's, it's a pleasure and uh, what a conversation guys one thing I always ask at the end of every episode to every guest is what is your advice to independent filmmakers out there? Mm -hmm. Persevere, keep going. If you know doing it. If if you if you really want to do it, then you have to do it for yourself. Mm. Uh, don't wait. Make stuff, write stuff. Mm. See stuff too. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you, Tom, for that. Julio. Um Persevere, just like him said, and like Tom said, and also don't look at your at your creations with too much fatherly eyes. Mm. Just be aware of your shortcomings and work towards making them perfect. Mm, beautiful. And there was Tom Charity and Giulio Recchioni here representing the Italian Film Festival. So much juice and beauty behind these two individuals. Now it's time to wrap the episode up. And we have an incredible song. Oh my goodness, all Italians out there are going to start dancing. So please, if you see a person dancing, it's probably listening to Cop Radio 100.5 <laughs> FM. And here we are on Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Ruggiero, your host. It's been a pleasure. Rino Gaetano, my cello is sempre blue because the sky is always more blue. <laughs>